Hey, you wonderful people. I just wanted to call in and say how much I appreciate this. Obviously, I have a vested interest in uh, one of the heroes, and as a society, we have a vested interest in all of them. I appreciate so much what you're doing with the school, and it is magic what you're creating. I loved listening to this. Uh, obviously, I loved listening to my uh, hero's journey, my little hero uh, who lives with me, her journey in this, and I appreciate so much the thoughts and the efforts and the intention and the love behind what you do every day, and I hope you take some pride in it because it is magic. So thank you so much for doing it. Thank you for recording this and letting us know what's happening, and uh, just so you know, your work is deeply and dearly appreciated. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hero's Journey and Unschooling Podcast. My name is Mr. Eddie, and with me today is the entire team of Esteem Academy. Uh, so we just had an awesome call in from one of our parents, and I wanted to get everyone's feedback. So uh, let's start with uh, Miss Joanne and let us know what, what you thought about Chip calling in and telling us what, you know, what it means to, for him to have us you know, working with Allie and all the other students. For me, uh, obviously, we all talked about how it made us tear up and cry because Chip um, has an amazing way to just bring everything down to the heart of the matter, which is and always will be our kids, our children, and watching them rise up to the occasion, which we've seen over and over and over again with all of our kids. But Chip's been able to take it and condense it and um, almost even, I'm sure, echoing what all of our other parents are saying as well. So for me, <clears throat> Chip is uh, just an amazing example of what a parent at Esteem Academy um, brings to the table for us and allows us to rise up as well. I'd like to piggyback on what you've said about the parents of our young heroes. They really are the foundation of those that we serve, and we have amazing parents in our tribe. Mm -hmm. And this podcast and having Chip call in to reaffirm our feelings has been a revolution on the hero's journey for me because starting out on these podcasts was not something that I was looking <laughs> forward to, and quite honest, to be quite honest. But to hear Chip's message and have that um, message reaffirmed in my heart it really has been a blessing that I never knew would have existed. So it's been a growth for me just to hear his feedback. And I love that we have this new communication um, model because so much happens here. And it seems like now we've kind of found a, an outlet to share that magic because his reception of it shows that we're in a, in a means to communicate just the glory of the things that happen. And that, I think that's great. I think what I heard Nikki say was that we need people to keep calling in and yeah. she'll yes. keep doing the podcast. So yeah. you guys took that message, right? So exactly. definitely, because uh, I, I actually love the call-in feature too um, mm -hmm. and excited for the opportunity to, to use it as another means of communicating with our wonderful families um, with what's going on in the space and uh, everything that was said I second. Like we have, we have amazing young heroes um, and that is also a testament to the amazing parents mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. that have found their way to Esteem Academy and have, and have been here uh, supporting us and believing in us and on this journey with us. Um, and that's just, it, it, you're all part of the reason why we're here and so grateful to have such an amazing team um, built. The entire, you said we have the entire team sitting in this room, I disagree. 
we have a portion of the esteem academy team sitting yeah. in this room because right. our entire team is our tribe and it's it's our it, they're our family they're our friends they're our team they are esteem academy so that's true and I just want to just give a shout out to Eddie for actually getting this all together and prodding us Absolutely. and moving us to <laughs> out of our comfort zone and into the studio so that we can bring this to you. I will say it's a lot easier than recording video vlogs oh, of the sure. school every week and yeah. having to sit and edit and go through footage. Uh, this just seems more uh, natural and mm -hmm. so when something happens right away or during the week that we remember we can just kind of talk well, about it in a natural setting. And we're a school that focuses on arts and technology. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this is the world we live in. Who reads a blog? Because Nikki can't type one. <laughs> we can't make that deadline, but we can sit down here and talk about what's going on and get that out I definitely there, don't so. have time to be editing more videos than I already do it on and my photo yeah, comments podcast. don't count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, photos on our... And I'm... Uh, who was it that set up? I think it was Emily that set up our Facebook group. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. so Facebook shout out to, to Emily because Absolutely. we're actually able to post fit, uh, photos from every every week or every event that we're doing, um, and then kind of communicate in a way. So being able to use you know bits of technology, whether it be social media, this podcast, uh, eventually some you know video recaps of uh, different events that we'll be doing, um, it's, it's just another tool for us all to kind of connect and engage. Um, and speaking of which, uh, we have one more call in from Emily herself, so I'm going to go ahead and play that and add that to our podcast. Hey guys, this is Lathe's mom, Emily, and my question to Can Anything Be Learned is, um, I guess, for Lathe, <laughs> and I want to know, can taking personal responsibility be learned, and can humility be learned, because those are the two things that we're working on at home for eight years. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm proud of him, because I, I can see that it's really starting to click. Um, but also my question about can things be learned is, you know, do we first have to be aware that there are so many things that we don't even know that we don't know yet? So in terms of physics, like it's so easy to say, yeah, it's impossible to fly. But if we don't even understand physics fully to even understand these things, you know, can we even answer that question? And so should we then have our minds open to the po to endless possibility um, and always be seeking to, you know, master things? All right, my time's up. Talk to you later. Bye. Hey guys, this is Lathe's mom, Emily, and my question to can anything be learned is, um, I guess, for Lathe, <laughs> and I want to know, can taking personal responsibility be learned, and can humility be learned, because those are the two things that we're working on at home for eight years. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm proud of him, because I, I can see that it's really starting to click. Um, but also my question about can things be learned is, you know, do we first have to be aware that there are so many things that we don't even know that we don't know yet? So in terms of physics, like it's so easy to say, yeah, it's impossible to fly. But if we don't even understand physics fully to even understand these things, you know, can we even answer that question? And so should we then have our minds open to the po to endless possibility um, and always be seeking to, you know, master things? All right, my time's up. Talk to you later. Bye. All right, so I guess what she's trying to um, ask us is like if if you're unaware of impossibilities, then can you truly learn anything? Uh, you want to go first? Sure, because um, this, this falls in line with part of our growth mindset that we've been talking about is if you're in the right mindset, if you have the growth growth mindset, 
Yeah, it is possible because your mind is open. And the opposite would be a fixed mindset where you believe that you are born knowing everything you're going to learn. Um, and we try to really promote that growth mindset. And for personal responsibility, absolutely can be learned uh, whether or not you are aware um, or not that you have a deficit uh, because in our environment it will be brought to your attention rather quickly. Um, so together as a tribe it's definitely possible. Um, and I think that the first thing that could should happen is that you admit that you don't know everything. Um, and we don't need to know everything. We need to know where to find the information and admit that we made a mistake. I think there's a big learning opportunity admitting that we made a mistake or that we don't learn some or know something in order to learn it and to grow. Yeah, like I'm trying to figure out how to put this into words. I guess it's really, it, for me, it kind of comes down to um, perspective. Actually, I'm amused by the fact that Emily brought up the idea that we can't actually fly. Uh, it's physically impossible. Um, especially after the conversation that happened in the studio this week <laughs> that launched the whole thing. Um, and again, my, my challenge would be to just that simple perspective alone, that perspective that says, well, physics says that we as human beings can't flap our wings and take to the, the sky and soar like a bird means that we can't fly. To me, that answer is incorrect. Yes, we can fly. Being aware of the limitations within being able to fly is another thing altogether. So I think, again, that growth mindset, and, and it's how you approach anything in life. When you go, um, well, can we fly? The question is, well, why can't we? Um, and how do we? And then moving forward and discovering where legitimate limitations come into play. And if they do, um, then how do we address those limitations? Again, I can't yet jump off a building and flap my wings, uh, but I can go buy an airplane ticket. I've flown a lot. Um, uh, so it's, it's all about your perspective on, on, I guess, how you approach things. So can you learn? Um, yes, it, it's all about mindset. You just simply have to realize that the only limitations that truly exist exist within our own minds. That's, that's where, so if you open up your mind and you're open to possibilities, then, then you can learn anything. Yeah, and Emily had also um, stated that do you need to know physics in order to be able to, you know, learn how to, you mm -hmm. know, and, and that goes back to what we were talking about before, which is um, learning science for science sake and not that there's an end goal, you know, like, um, Einstein and his theory of relativity, you know, he didn't know how that was going to be used, you know, a hundred years in the future. He just knew that that's what he needed to, to study for himself, for his, for his own sake. And I think it's the same now. It's like, you may not but know, but you can still study physics for the sake of physics and see where it takes you. And, and say so you study physics and determine that, you know what I mean, there are limitations within our <coughs> abilities to, again, go and flap our wings and fly. Right. That's not a dead-end road um, to where flying becomes an impossibility. It just means in this particular way I cannot fly. Right. So I guess that's the defining moment. When right. you get that information, do you stop there? Or do you say, okay, well, are there other ways in which I can, and now let me look for those? Which is what we've already done as humans, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. We figured out yeah. ways to fly. Mm -hmm. We just can't flap our wings. Yes, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> so just remember that. 
Next time we talk about humans flying. (laughs) The following day, um, we were. I was about to launch Growth Minds. I can't even remember. But I. (laughs) Yeah. So to recap, last it was Wednesday. Wednesday last episode we left and it was we talked about how chaotic it was, and how we had this discussion. Mm -hmm. Um, So to kind of circle back, you know, you, you you were trying to launch. With so the, a video, yeah. So and then and then that's when it, it went, it went south quickly, uh, but we came back from that. And so the following day to launch Socratic discussion, I kind of brought up the previous discussion, and faces went blank, like, oh please don't go back here. Uh, but I brought it up in a way because I had thought about it at night that no, we can't do it on our own, but we can't also hammer a nail into a piece of wood with our hand either. But that doesn't stop us from building houses or building things. Sometimes we need tools. And that's what I brought to the kids is that, no, if you can't do it physically yourself, you can get a tool to help you. And it went perfectly with what we were launching that day because it was about tools. Here we're giving you these tools. We're showing you how to use these tools. Um, And they were very glad that I didn't continue on (laughs) with whether or not with that argument. But, yes, we're giving them tools. And they were very receptive and and seen a lot of growth and coming out on the the top of things instead of just getting bogged down by those types of arguments, those hypotheticals and and such, and backing up and looking at the big picture. And that's what we're giving the kids are tools. And that segues into the next topic that I wanted to talk about is you know, it was a natural way for us to introduce these tools. So what were some of the tools that you introduced this week that our students were, you know, either trying to practice or getting used to the first week? Um, and have you seen any of them start using them on their own without having us guides remind them of these tools? Oh, well, a guy Nikki and I were exchanging text messages the other night, right, um, about your girls. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, my God, it worked. Um, when they implemented a system... Um, that we've been in. So obviously the chaos that ensued last week then brought us to introduce our systems of accountability um, and conflict resolution, right? Conflict resolution is a really significant skill. Um, And it takes time to develop, you know, really, I think, solid conflict resolution skills because, again, we tend to react as opposed Mm -hmm. to out of our own emotion. Um, uh, sometimes you, you want to negate your own responsibility, right, and look to blame the other person for their role into it. So um, being able to bring those systems of accountability in and having these great um, systems um, come into place and develop those skills was amazing. And, and one of the first steps in that conflict resolution was the peace table. And this week we really worked on um, uh, guiding the kids and working as a mediator at that peace table and in that process, you know what I mean, you, you go down and you sit down at the peace table and one person states their position, right? This happened and this is how it made me feel. And the receiving party then will begin by saying, okay, I heard you or I understood you to say this and this is how I feel. And that kind of goes back and forth until both parties have had an opportunity to one, not only express how they feel, but more importantly, reiterate that they've listened to the person that they've hurt by repeating what that person has said to them. Um, And then from there they move on to saying, okay, this is my role in what happened. So that's that personal accountability, right? It takes a little while to get to, well, I did this, but. (laughs) Nope, stop at the but. The but is the period, there is no but, just, you know, this was my role in this situation. Um, And so they own their own personal part in it and then uh, from that, go forward to f- figure out how they can compromise 
uh, and come together to say, okay, to ensure this doesn't happen again, I, I will do this or I will not do this. And they make that promise. It's a very powerful, powerful tool for them to use. Um, it takes a lot of practice, and I think we've seen some amazing moments this week mm-hmm. practicing it. Uh, and again, I think you and I were texting the other night, and you said you had, it had gone home with you, right, with the Absolutely. girls? Absolutely, yes. We have a dynamic at home where you'll hear the word, stop it, stop mm-hmm. it. And it's infuriating and frustrating. And so this week, using the tools that we had just learned, um, I brought it up to them of, you know, so how are you feeling? What happened? And it, it just, instead of uh, running to her room, as she usually does, and uh, being angry because she, you know, she was disserviced by her sister, um, and starting this dialogue with her, she immediately clicked, like the switch flipped. And she just lit up and said, oh, I can talk to her about this and take her to the peace table. And she <laughs> ran out of the room and went and handled it, like explained how she was feeling, why she was feeling that way, what she expected her sister to do. And it was resolved in a very productive manner. And this type of conflict resolution doesn't ever stop because as we grow and get older, we're going to encounter new conflicts we've never met before. Um, I'm guilty, too, of reacting at times where I look back and wish I would have responded. And so these kids are getting the firsthand opportunity to understand that there is a tool to help them solve these problems and then getting the chance to put it into place and to try it out. And today's Socratic discussion turned into a giant opportunity of a peace table because my lovely four-year-old was acting four, and um, she's very righteous in making sure things are you know, done according to how they're supposed to be. However, her tact is terrible. I mean, she'll just call you right out, you know, get your mouth off the chair. <laughs> um, and frankly, we have some older students who are as blunt. And so we used it as a learning opportunity to really walk through and demonstrate um, how to use the peace table. And one of our upper students had a chance to, um, you know, respond in a similar way and have others model the behavior and um, give it a shot. And it turned out to be an extremely dynamic learning opportunity. Uh, But again, it was one of those things where we're totally off the course and it wasn't what was planned to start this fantastic launch that I was so ready to do but it was such a beautiful learning opportunity that again is just priceless and not duplicable duplicatable (laughs) (laughs) yeah um in a traditional setting so it was really wonderful well I think the other thing that's beautiful about it too is it's it's developing a voice right so Mm -hmm. because the peace table is just it's the first step in a system they have they have like, if it doesn't work, like, first let's sit down and talk it out, right? Before we go to, you're punished, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, here's your, you know, go to jail or, you know what I mean? Give me a book or, or whatever it is. Like, we want to um, uh, issue instant punishment and somehow get gratification from that, right? But that's, again, more of a reactionary response. So when you can go through the idea of, listen, like, you have every right to feel this way. And you have every right to, you know what I mean, be upset and aggravated and want to see it. But you, let's make room and let's sit down and first just talk to the person um, and see if we can work it out that way. Because you don't always have to, you know, then go to their next system, which is the Phoenix Buck system, right? Which is if they've continued and continued, then it's like now you're going to have to start losing something that means a little bit more to you, hopefully to motivate you in a different way or lead you up to the strike system, which nobody wants to get, you know, to that. Um you know, and, and so, 
it's funny because when it, they first start out, they're like, you get a strike, you get a strike, you get a strike, <laughs> we all get a strike. And you're like, no, 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 no. Strikes don't come flying out like that, yeah. you know? Like, let's first try to talk it out. And sometimes you just talk it out and you forgive and you give them a chance. Um, well, I so wanted to, sorry to interrupt, but I wanted to segue off of that because that, that, we had that happen our first week. A student was given a strike, not by other students, obviously the guys. But there, someone was brought to the peace table, discussion was happened, and then it turned out that because it was a repetitive offense, they were given a strike and had to be sent home away, mm-hmm. and then had the opportunity to then return, and then kind of state their apology you know, to, to the entire tribe, and kind of ask for forgiveness and say, hey, can I come back? And going and having, had we not introduced that whole you know, uh, system, it wouldn't have meant as much to the tribe, mm-hmm. having that person come back and you know talk and forgive and write and read a letter out, um, and I think it wouldn't have meant as much to the person asking for forgiveness to come back. I agree, and I just again it goes back to developing those really powerful life skills and, and life lessons is happening here. Mm-hmm. You know, you have an opportunity sometimes to talk it out, and you have an opportunity sometimes to redeem yourself, uh, to own what you did, and to make apologies, and then sometimes you still continue to make a bad choice, right, and, and hurt or harm that person. And so the stakes rise and the consequences rise. Um, but that being said, one of the other beautiful things that's being developed in this system is not only personal responsibility and accountability on the part of the individual, um, but there's also um, an acceptance and room for forgiveness being developed in the tribe as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that aspect of it, to recognize you and say, you know what, you're human, you know, and, 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 you, and you flaw, but you've walked back in and you've stood in front of us and not only did you own and take responsibility for your actions, you offered a sincere apology and we, they, the students then have the opportunity to say, yes, we believe that you are sincere and we welcome you back um, lovingly and we have an amazing tribe um, who will really give you every opportunity to, to welcome back in. Um, but they also have the opportunity, if they do not believe it's genuine and true, to call that person out. So there's a lot of great just life skills and relationship skills um, developed inside these systems, and it is beautiful that we Right. What I love it. about that, too, is the fact that they want to see growth, not yes. only in themselves but in each other. And so they're willing to forgive to give, you know, to give that growth mm-hmm. opportunity to each other, and that's what I love seeing. Yeah, there's not just a nope, you lost, you're right. Out. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, it's like no, we want, we're cheering we for want. you, we want you back. Exactly. But you got to go through. Like if you did it, you know what I mean. You gotta, you gotta pay the piper. Um, but if you do and you're willing to come back, we're willing to forgive and give you that opportunity, right. and that's beautiful. And these are the lessons yeah. that even adults today oh, struggle absolutely. with. Absolutely. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, so to see, more of. to see kids, you know, learn this at the age starting at four, three, uh, all the way up, you know, to even when they, we're going to keep learning this, but mm-hmm. to have this tool at such a young age to be able to use all the way through your entire life is, I mean, more value than being able to get a doctorate degree, you know, in physics if I needed it. Um, and so that's, that's part of what, you know, all these students are growing with each other and seeing each other is that this opportunity allows them to so be in a society when we go out to the real world and be more sociable and that's what I think is funny you know a little bit off topic but I kind of get the question when I mention like oh yeah I meant you know alternative education you know this uh, unschooling idea and you know hashtag unschooling so they're always wondering like well what about the students if you're not in public school how do they socialize <laughs> how, you know how, how do you socialize right? and it's like we don't we yeah. just all stare at a wall we, we, um, and don't talk and it's funny it's like 
come come to the school. I invite you to come to the school for one day and see, you know, how way more social skills they're learning now than you've mm -hmm. ever learned in your entire life of going to any school. I'll challenge that with another perspective. How many times in your life since you um, left the public school system have you been trapped in a building in a room for eight hours a day with people who are the exact same age as you? Yeah, it's desks it, facing, yeah, you know, I yeah, mean, you, it, doesn't it doesn't happen. happen. No, like right. you are in with different ages and different races and different genders and different, you know, uh, socioeconomic backgrounds and different, you know, so, like, so that's what life actually looks like. Um, and there are, you know, there, there are those who make the argument that actually it's, it's less beneficial to be hurting our children into these very strictly pocketed groups of just kids their age. Um, because, again, that's like saying that every eight-year-old is on the same um playing field from from their developmental stage or their or their you know intellectual stage and that's just simply not true mm -hmm. um so although again we have those studios where they have the ability to break off there's still a, a wide range of age and again the tribe always comes back all of us together we're constantly interacting as a matter of fact did we not have a 13 year old and a six-year-old at the peace table this week that did happen this mm -hmm. week and how articulately did the six-year-old speak to a 13-year-old, you know what I mean, in that situation, so. And I feel it, it's a lot more powerful coming from someone who's younger and explaining how they feel and how you make mm -hmm. them feel and trying to resolve that conflict um, than it is just an adult saying, stop being rude, you know, stop yeah. doing this. It's like, more powerful for both of them, right? Yes, and I'm gonna go back now to Emily's question, which was that humility that she brought mm -hmm. up and that's what this is all about. Yeah. This is humility that we're not only seeing in our, you know, our kids, ourselves, but we see it played out. You know, mm -hmm. it takes a lot to humbly listen to someone else tell you how they're feeling, how and you, that you hurt them. Yeah, you mm -hmm. hurt them, yeah. and and to receive that, and then to change yeah. your actions so that it doesn't happen again. And that's the humility that we'll see played out throughout this whole entire year, which I'm super excited about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I guess I'll, um, before we move on to our next topic of what happened today and in introducing, well, I guess yesterday, um, but uh, I guess the question for you guys out there uh, who want to call in is, how would you use the peace table as an adult, as a parent? Uh, Not just with your kiddos, but maybe a coworker out there or spouse, uh, friend, maybe family member. I mean, we member. have been asked to do some uh, husband-wife boot camps on the use of the peace table, right? <laughs> we might, yeah. Somebody asked, they're like, wait, can we take this home with us? That may or may not have been brought up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, call in, and uh, next week when we do our next podcast, um, we'll actually play your answers to that question. Awesome. Um, so, segueing into what we were going to talk about today as far as, like, how we introduced our new system, and that was we finally got to introduce core and Yay. core education. And there was much rejoicing. There really was. Everyone, there really was. Yeah. Know, right? Like, we're not even joking about it. As soon as, Nikki, as, soon as Nikki said a core, yeah, yeah, like, go ahead and explain what happened. Okay, so we start Socratic on Tuesday morning, and um, I prefaced them of what to expect for the day and mentioned how successful they were the previous week because we did get two and a half takes of the lip dub. And technically, they've completed the challenge. They're just now going back, critiquing, comparing it to their rubric, and moving forward. But it's time to introduce core skills. And when I mentioned we were going to start on core skills, everybody erupted in excitement and just cheers. 
And I was blown away, like literally my chair like pushed back by just the sheer excitement of these kids screaming how excited they were to start core and do work. And in what school does that happen besides ours? Because I'd like to see what that looks like. Because as far as I know, we're the only school where kids are excited and cheering and <laughs> woo, core, let's do it. So they were excited to jump into that. Now, of course, you know, we had a little bit of snags with logins and um, some sites had changed and we'll get that stuff ironed out but we were seeing kids do work um, in their free time because they were just so excited to get started in that and I think that is just wonderful that that our goal is for that to continue for life that they are so excited to learn new things forever that they you know jump in and right well I think that's the that's some of the genius behind Acton Academy you mm -hmm. know and what Jeff and Laura brought to the table in these systems because yeah I, I would love to sit here and say with a straight face that the reason they all cheered was because they all have such a deep love of <laughs> <laughs> and they've already uh, developed uh, that <laughs> um, but when in reality you know um, as much of the excitement was um, uh, equivalent to the fact that with those core skills they're able to earn their points and those points earn them phoenix bucks and they earn them uh, points that that they can equate into higher freedom levels so they get more freedoms so they're very motivated by that but again that is the beauty of the system because it's rare that you're going to find a six-year-old who's just like yeah i love to learn 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 right so what are you trying to do you're trying to develop these these skills within them so you create a system that motivates them and everybody is motivated by different things but these systems works to motivate them and the byproduct the inherent effect of that is that they get excited about learning so somewhere along the journey it just becomes a natural part of the process mm -hmm. to be excited about learning new things and again even as adults um, we're motivated to learn new things by, and we love learning, sometimes just for knowledge's sake, right? There are plenty of, there are plenty of us that like to just learn for knowledge's sake. Um, and there are others who learn because they're motivated for success of their business, um, or it allows them to get here, right? But that, that ability to do it and that passion for it and excitement is motivated by whatever. So we're developing that with this wonderful system that Acton brings into play. So it was amazing to see them uh, that excited. Right, and just for our listeners who do not know what CORE is, what is our CORE? Nikki? Oh, our CORE. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's our academic studies. Mm -hmm. It's uh, reading, writing, math. Um, we do a lot of the science and history in our quests, but in our, in our CORE skills, we really focus on the three R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Right, but we also <laughs> actually also have coding, coding and foreign language. Foreign language. Mm -hmm. So part of our required core from third grade on, yeah, I guess in the lower studio it's just big three mm -hmm. R's in a lot of ways, but once they begin third grade, then you also add in addition to that what we call second language, which includes both coding and a foreign language. So mm -hmm. that's our core. Yeah, like Nikki was saying, our mm -hmm. histories, sciences, all of that stuff comes with quest. Um, and so the lip dub was a mini quest, like a team building quest this session. Uh, next session we'll launch a Kid Hero. Kid Hero quest, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, so that's, yeah, that's what that looks like. Yeah, the lip dub falls into, I think we categorize it as a political science. <laughs> 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 or civics. Yeah, yeah it, exactly. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. I think it was civics. So, what part of skills? I don't want to announce the song, so I was going to ask, like, oh, what part of this song represents civics? Um, but I guess you'll have no, to find out. No, the exercise of doing the lip oh, dub. Oh, okay, I was about the, to say. The team building. <laughs> like, having, um... having a, no, this, no, the song is, I mean, we love the song. 
Um, but yeah, but no, the, the activity itself, like the idea behind a quest is a project-based learning where you jump into an activity and you learn these skills through the idea of going through this project. So, Awesome. Um, all right, so, well, that leaves it for today. Um, any kind of extra comments or questions that you guys might have for our listeners out there? Keep your comments and questions coming. And yeah. Coming. We love to, to yourself. No. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them coming. Keep I would them just, coming. I would just say, you know what? Um, we get asked like sometimes, you know, what's going on in the school? And again, we're happy to talk and, and have those conversations. But really, we encourage you to go back and, and ask your young hero. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If you hear a little bit of something, ask them what that peace table is. Have them describe it or have them role play it out for you. We've done some role playing with the peace table when we introduced it, and it was a great activity because it allowed them to see um, and give them the opportunity to put it in their own words, um, what we've got going on here in the studio. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And uh, parents, you can also use the call-in feature if you would like one of your students to kind of call in next week and have a question, uh, just in case we don't have enough time to put some of them on the podcast. Like we did have Mia and Sedona one day. Uh, it would be awesome to have Lyric and maybe oh, Mason. We're going to get some kids in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although, I don't know, we might have to put some weird voice feet function on it from mason he likes to have like there's a photo of me on the on the facebook group with uh mason and and uh lene and we were just playing with the you know the app and mason was doing some like monster voices and robot voices and chipmunk he was going crazy with it it was funny how he was taking the ipad out of your hands by the end of the thing yeah he's like like, i got it i got this wrong yeah (laughs) wait did we record some of that maybe you can put a segment of his monster voice in here i don't know how the app works i think i'm gonna have him uh record it tomorrow and then we'll we'll put we'll put it in and the next next one one has like an opening be fun (laughs) all right well that does it for this week thank you so much for listening and uh again this is mr reddy with the hero's journey I'm Joanne, Miss Nikki, Miss Nicole, and as always, don't forget, keep learning.